G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Let's spend a little time today talking about the fear of God. What do you think of when you think of fear? Do you think of a child cowering in the corner because they're afraid of the punishment of a parent who's angry? Or is the sort of fear you think of the type of fear which is more a reverential, respectful fear? Well, there's a new book out all about fear, the fear of God. It's called In Holy Fear and hopes to rediscover what it is to have the fear of God in the transformation of communities. Dr. Alistair Petrie is in Australia. He lives uh, in the UK and Canada, and he's the author of this new book called In Holy Fear. Alistair Petrie, welcome along to 2020. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Appreciate that. Alistair, great topic to be writing about because this is one of those confusing issues in so many people's minds of how I think of my Heavenly Father in this issue of fear. How important is it for you when you've written about it? For me, it's of tantamount importance that we understand what fear of the Lord is because so often human fear is based upon trauma, intimidation, you know, pretty horrific experiences, even on the home front, never mind other aspects of society. But as you go back over history of what we would refer to as revival history or the quickening of God in areas that were hopeless, it was the fear of the Lord that began to shake those cities uh, into a place of expectancy, into a place of revelation about his, his incredible love, uh, his father heart love. So really, the fear of the Lord is, is trifold. It's about the awesomeness of God, not the intimidation of God, although we can't have him as a, as a sidekick buddy. He's, he's also the creator God. He's also a God, though, who requires our obedience. Jonah did not want to be obedient, but when he was obedient to what God called him to do, God did a phenomenal work with the Ninevites. And thirdly, also, we are called to reject evil. In cultural days today, the sensitivity is to capitulate to the way of the culture. But if it's not kingdom culture, what do we do about that? And that's where the plumb line of God comes in, the Amos 7 reference to the Word of God. So the fear of the Lord is also rejecting what's not of him, not of his character. So when you take all that and put it together, that's the fear of the Lord. It seems to be that there'd be major segments of the body of Christ who've gone through a period where they've wanted to create or promote a relationship with God, which is like being a friend of God. And therefore, if you are a friend of God, surely you wouldn't be afraid of God. Where do we fit friendship in the context of fear? I think that's a, a very valid question. Psalm twenty five fourteen comes to mind to me right away when you say that, because there, if you have the fear of the Lord, he confides in us. Now, you would, you're not going to have a God confiding in an intimate way if there's some kind of abstract reference to this word fear. Fear means is God's invitation to come to us, but on certain 
terms because he is the holy living God. So we can't just see him as an as an add-on to our vocabulary, to what we might say put him in our hip pocket. That kind of fear means we do not take lightly holy things. You, you don't handle uh, profane things and put them alongside holiness and expect God's not going to say anything about that. But here's Psalm 25, 14. If you have that understanding of my character, my holiness, my love, my purpose, my expectation, my destiny, what I want for you, then I will actually confide in you. In other words, he's not a God of secrets. He's a God who wants to tell us what's on his heart. And then he embraces us with that. And then he says, let's do this together. We, we can enter into this city. We can enter into the marketplace. We can do the impossible together because my arm will not be shortened. That's the fear of the Lord. It's profound. A few moments ago, you mentioned the word revival, and you've used those words, uh, the transformation of communities. You like to talk about the marketplace, the places where we find ourselves as Christian believers in our own communities. If we need to rediscover fear, what does that look like? Or what does that feel like in the life of a Christian believer? Well, first of all, if you go back to the Acts of the Apostles, uh, first of all, 39 of the miracles that took place in the early church, 39 of the 40 took place in the marketplace. You've got Paul, Aquila, you've got all these different people who were involved in some degree of marketplace ministry. Uh, and, and so in the, the middle of the marketplace, it's not a foreign place for the presence of God to be found. Jesus was a carpenter. And so the whole point of the Acts of the Apostles is to show the the relevance, but also the relationship between God, the fear of the Lord, the purposes of God, and the physical work of our hands. So when you see those two of those areas actually marry each other and go together, suddenly you've got a profound understanding that God really loves the marketplace and that probably is going to be in the marketplace where we're going to see more activity of the work of God through his people in the end times where sometimes it's very hard for the four-wall church to go, particularly in today's areas of sensitivity. So in fact, from the Old and the New Testament perspective, the two always go hand in hand. When I've picked up your book, In Holy Fear, and I've read it, what would I feel like at the end of that? Uh, what sort of transformation might have taken place in me, uh, well, uh, having had access to the sorts of thoughts and insights that you bring in, I, I in Holy Fear? I think, first of all, you'll probably find uh, something like um, Proverbs thirteen twelve, where hope's been deferred that makes the heart sick. When the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Suddenly, all the blinds will go up. Suddenly, you'll understand the magnificence of prayer on site with understanding. God actually shows us what to be praying for. And the beauty of what we mean by the term transformation, this is not our throwing darts at a dartboard with a blindfold on. This is God giving to us criteria and insight and purpose for which he says, if you will pray this way, I will do that. So we're actually asking him, what do you want us to pray for? And I think the book, um, as I've, I've written this book, it, it will it will instill and restore a sense of the bigness of God, the purpose of God, but also in in my area of life. I'm, he's not so big. 
he will overlook me. At the same time, my business is a place he's really interested in, and my city is a place he would be thrilled to have access to. And my nation, yes, he can leave and bring transformation to nations if enough people call upon his name in a corporate way and really uh, sense what his heartbeat is all about. So there is a right place for the fear of God, a new book that's on the market. It'll be in all the good Christian bookstores. It's called In Holy Fear. The author is Alistair Petrie, the Reverend Dr. Alistair Petrie. Alistair, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Pleasure. Thank you for having me here. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.